Hello to the humbled hopefuls of the world, the sincere seekers out there, and to all those who are still becoming. Welcome to this episode of the Wrong Conversation podcast. Today we are going to dig into the difference between two words that you may not pay very much attention to, but hopefully after this conversation you will, and you'll be glad you do. But before we jump into that, I just want to remind you, as always, that if you've been enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to follow the show, leave us a like, we are suckers for a good review as well, or even you can suggest a topic for a future episode. We love to get your feedback. If you would like to stay in touch and informed about everything we are doing, a link to the mailing list is in the podcast description, along with a link to the YouTube version if you'd like to watch the show. Okay? With all that out of the way, Let's jump in. Today we are going to, you know, we talk about a lot of kind of big, long form, deep subjects on on this show. And but today I want to try to give everybody something that they can kind of take with them that is short and simple, but very powerful. And it's been something that's been very uh, effective for me in just how I approach anything in my life. And I was introduced to it because Adrian (laughs) was the one who introduced me to it and the person who came up with it. And Adrian, can you tell us what this simple phrase is or this simple thing? I could. I want more suspense first, though. We need more lead-in. Just a little bit. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me two more minutes, and and so the. <laughs> no, no. Did okay, I overcook so, that? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just making. I just, I just. I'm feeling suspenseful about it. You know. So see, here we're doing it. We're just procrastinating this reveal. Of course, it'll be on the tag. I'm sure. And on the. Anyways, I was introduced to it, and it was so cool because of it. It's so simple. And when I saw it put together, it's a title of a book by David R. Hawkins, and it's called Power Versus Force. And I have to admit, just for full disclosure, I never even finished the whole book, David. But all (laughs) I actually needed to do is see that title, and it changed my life in a certain way. To all of a sudden think, what could he, first of all, just to ask that question, what does he mean, power versus, what's the difference? Right. Immediately, I knew there was one, though, and I started exploring that and I explored it with him for a while. And he talks about that in many different ways. But power versus force. You know, part of what I see that, too, David, I think what we're offering here today, because we are the wrong conversation show. Right. Um, This is a way to look at the conversation you're having, I think, just by asking what is power versus force. Am I using am I am I using power? Am I using force? I think this is where we're going to go with this, right? Uh, yeah. it, it can immediately help shift your conversation, which I think is yes. useful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which one am I using? Which am I bringing into the conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Where's this conversation? And what does that mean from? when I use each one? What is the difference? And and yeah. and what what does each one bring with it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's very, you know, they're, they're, what, one of my favorite things about these words and, and putting them together next to each other like that, they're such similar words, but once you unpack it, you realize they almost couldn't be more different. Well, there's, there's, this is the world of nuance, yes. but, but it really highlights the importance of nuance. The, the two words seem so similar on the surface, but I'm, I'm guessing that people who've already just heard, right, or are listening to us or heard this, they kind of already have a feeling for the difference between I agree. the two. Yeah, I'm guessing they already do. Um, I did look up the definitions of the two words just to see 
oh, what cool. the what the definitions said because I have my definitions and, and the way that we contextualize this because we've talked about this subject a lot. Oh yeah. But um, so for power, it said. Uh, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. So I really like the words capacity to influence. Mm. I really like that. Okay. And I like the word capacity because capacity just hints towards what's, how much is in your tank, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? So I kind of like that. And then when I looked up force, to make a way through or into by physical strength or to break something mm. open by force. Ooh, and I the love second that. definition was <laughs> coercion, compulsion, Ooh. especially with the use of threat or violence. Wow. Perfect. So you could really <laughs> see the, that one is about capacity and influence and the others mm. is about force and coercion <laughs> yeah. and pushing, right? That's it to me. That's a word I use a lot, pushing, yeah. Pushing, okay. You know, I think one of the ways that I define, you know, maybe we're jumping the gun here a little bit, but the, one of the ways that I define it immediately, or, or, or as I try to describe it to people, is, an, is, this, is the fact that power has, comes from a perspective of plenty, you might say, where force is always coming from a sense of lack. And this is why you, you're feeling like you need to force the issue. You need, because because it's, there's something missing if you don't, like, whereas uh, power has this sense of, like, there's enough. Back to the con conversation of enoughness in a weird way, right? Power yes, has that yeah. sense, though, like, like it's possible. It's going to happen. It's going to work out. You know, there's a little more trust in power. There's a lack of trust in force, right? And that's why you feel like you really have to push it. Where you could see this, where it gets really quickly... Uh, uh, easy to see the, the difference or how it plays out in a, in a very destructive way. A lot of times is parenting. I feel like people can really, it's a visceral way to sense that, right? The forceful Absolutely. parent, yeah. the forceful parent, right? Where they're forcing their views and they're pushing their, their, their agenda on the child, right? Um, they're, not, they're not coming from that sense of power, though. They're actually worried that the kid isn't going to get it. You know what I mean? Or, or that, you know, you see what I'm trying to say? Like that, and Absolutely, then, yeah. yeah, immediately. And we know what that hap what happens with that. Typically the child doesn't respond. Either you break the child, <laughs> right? <laughs> or they rebel, you know, that's typically. Or they break you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, right, in the long run, yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's great because that leads me, the, the one example that came to mind first was, it wasn't a, a parenting example, but it was mm. a, a teacher example so it, yeah, it leads really well similar. in but i liked yeah. how you said that there's a with power comes a sense of enough i i think of it of power is that there's a sense of surplus yeah there's more than necessary to do the job and that surplus breeds confidence right and that confidence helps you actually follow through and get the thing done and it doesn't just breed confidence in yourself that you can do it that's it but it breeds confidence in like you say parenting the kid that's that it. you can do it, right. <laughs> that you're going to stay there longer than they are, or that, or that you are more dedicated, or that you're more confident than they are in your hand that you're playing, or something, right? There's a, there's a confidence in your action, not just for you, but for the others around you, because they yeah. can sense your surplus. And yeah. the example I want to cite is that, is that um, my kids have gone through this kind of nursery preschool, and we have this really great uh, teacher. Um, mm -hmm. And she just has this 
sense. And she's taught us a lot about parenting and she's really big into power versus force. She doesn't use these words, yeah. but she teaches us how to wield them. And it's amazing to watch the parents like try to get control of these little five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to lay down the law. They're trying to say, no, don't do this. They're trying to find ways to stop them. And then the teacher comes up and she'll just say, what's your plan? Or something. But the way she says it, it's not even about the words. It doesn't matter what she says. She can say stop. She can say, what's your plan? What is that going to work? How's, how's Bobby going to feel? Whatever she says. But she says it with such an air of quiet confidence mm. that the kids just, yeah, um, uh, okay, I won't do that anymore. There's I no force. That. I love But she that. has so much surplus. She has so much confidence that she can direct the child into, into where the child should be going that yeah. it's enough confidence for her and for the child. It's like, she's projecting, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to change my mind. And everything's going to be okay. Like, I trust yeah. that this that's is a better power. path for you. And then the kids, right? And that's where that 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 capacity to influence, right? That the, that the definition yeah. suggested mm-hmm. comes in. I think another interesting nuance that happens that, or, or a way that you'll see the difference of power and force play out is power is inspiring. It always is inspiring when somebody is in their own power, whereas force, you might get what you want. You might even motivate people, but it's more out of fear or, you know, again, it comes from that, that sense of lack, right? So, so it's going to be like you're going to break the person more, whereas power just motivates naturally, you know? And I don't want to oversell this because sometimes that still takes time, right? But it, it, that's what it will lead to more, right? Where you let the child yeah. come to their own, you know, and, and I'm a big proponent of no, you know, I'm not trying to say like you, you, you no parent, so to speak, right? Or, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying by, by using this sort of power. But part of that too is that you have the power to stand there like you just said that teacher does, right? And to be present, and to be a powerful figure in that way, right? Yeah. Um, well, there's no, there's, there's forceful no, and then there's powerful no. That's right. Right? There's two different no's. They are. Right? So, so asking this question, power versus force, isn't it like, like, like with the teacher I mentioned? Her name is Myrna, right? So, so mm-hmm. Myrna, it, it, she can say no, but it's how she says no. Right. Right? So power versus force is a, how you're doing something versus what you're doing almost that's right it's the energy behind it it's the it's the it's the mindset that you're in it's the lens you're looking through right it's it's very much uh yeah that's how right. you do something yeah the approach so, for sure you know i'm gonna <clears> do this because i think it's appropriate it's one of my favorite subjects and, and it's uh this has to do with communication you know relationship uh it has to do with what you just talked about there's three factors to me in in these things right there's what so in other words, there's what she says. It could be no, right? Then there's how. That's the next level, right? So how she says no, which is what you just alluded to. And then where, what we're talking about here, it sounds like her too, is who is saying it. That's the next level of power. You know, like, like one of the ways I always try to explain this too is like, if I give you financial advice, David, you're probably le- much less likely to listen to me than, than if I was Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or something, right? Why? Because of who's saying it, right? Like yeah. all of a sudden, it's a completely different context. Now, not only this, it's multidimensional. I don't want to get too much here, but 
who are you when you're saying it? This comes to that thing we're always talking about, man's name is legion. So you see it? So being, in, being mindful of where you are inside and who is speaking, you know, has, can play a really big... In other words, one of these things, like to go back to parenting, if you're really angry, it might not be the time to say it to the child. Because who's saying it right then? Anger, as you would point out, right? So you take a moment, then you can come back with more power and not force, because you've calmed that down. You're more the loving parent that realizes something has to be done here, but does this make any sense? Like, and, But yeah. it comes down to... So it's what? No needs to be said, but then how... But then more important than all that, if you were, that's how I would say it. It's like that trumps everything. Who's saying it? This is a really yeah, which important one of thing. you, which, which side of yeah. you is saying it? I liked how you yeah. brought anger into it because I, I do equate anger with force. Yeah. Right? But if you think about why do people get angry? Because right. they feel like they're not enough to do it calmly. So right. they call all of their resources that they have, which are, but they're limited resources. Anger is a place that you come from when you have limited resources. Mm -hmm. And you focus your limited resources like a laser beam, and then you try to drill at somebody or something. Mm -hmm. Right? But anger is, but anger burns dirty, as I like to say, and it yeah, burns yeah, quick. Yeah. Right? It burns dirty and it burns quick. And then, and then, so anger will wear you out. It'll also wear out whoever you're talking to. And maybe it gets you a small result. You can force something open. You can force a door open. You can force yeah. somebody to do something. You can get something done. So yeah. there's a short term, there's a there's a short term result which force might get you, but force isn't gonna do much for you in the long term. Like you can think about just what happens when you try to force yourself to do something. Yeah, it's a perfect example, right. What happens when you try to force someone else to do something? You might get yourself to do it for a moment. You might get them to do it for a moment, but then you might breed a lifetime of resentment or you might breed a future backlash. Sure. Or they might, or they might build up enough, uh, uh, there might be enough conflict to where they're, not, they're gonna apply their force against you next time if they feel right. like they can, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's- Or you're gonna um, need to continue to use this force. That's yes. like, that's the only answer is to continue to push like you're saying, but it burns dirty and it's hard and it's, and it's draining and it, you know, it's draining for you and it's draining for the other person. You know, that's the thing. It, it begets itself yes. like that too. Right. Yeah. And it drains. And what is it draining? If there's not much, if, if you're already lacking, if you're already coming from a place of lack and then you use your anger. So now you lack more, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. then your next anger is even it's even coming from a weaker place and you have to use even more of your force and you drain yeah. yourself even more and it's self-perpetuating. So if you live in a place of anger, anger takes more than it gives over the long run. So maybe it's appropriate for a moment, but man, if you get stuck there, it's going to end up taking more than it gives and it's going to take everything eventually. Yeah. If you can get out of anger and into a place of power instead of force, that's like calling upon a different side of yourself, a higher side of yourself where you do have some surplus. It's healing, it's, it's constructive, it builds upon yeah. itself. And there's a dividing line. And to me, that is the dividing line between power and force, where power, uh, power is like this limitless resource yeah. that you can generate as quickly as you use or more quickly than you use it. I often, yeah, exactly, David, exactly. And I often think about it like this too, like force is resisting, right? Power like is flowing. 
or allowing. Mm -hmm. It's finding mm -hmm. the cur the natural current that exists already, and working with it. You know, like the, you know what I mean. And where where force is always, it's always forcing. It's always resisting something. Another way to say it too is it's always overcompensating. That's typically what it does, right? Yeah. Because again, yeah. it senses this lack in itself in something else, and so it feels the need to compensate. But really, what it ends up doing is overcompensating, right? Um, Again, I, I think it comes down to that uh, seeing the fact that there is. This is the thing that is so important to me, you know, the fact that there is such a thing as power. In other words, that, and that you can tap into it and that it is a limitless resource and that you can get into the flow of life. This doesn't mean everything's easy. It just means that you can, you can, you can move with life. You can work with life instead of fighting against it all the time. I like, yeah. I love that you're using the word flow because yeah. when I think about power versus force, there's a lot in the coaching world. We're in the coaching world and there's a lot of stuff out there about hustle culture, mm. right? If I just work harder or work harder, hustle, mm -hmm. hustle, hustle, get, get, get to the goal. But to me, hustle is force and power is more like flow state. So I think of power versus force as hustling versus flow state. Yep. Flow state, you are doing, you are being amazingly productive in flow state. Yeah. But but where but where's the force? Where's the where's the drain? There is no drain. You're tapped right. into this kind of self-perpetuating resource. It's and much so it's more sustainable good, too. That's the thing that's so beautiful about it. Yeah. I love the word sustainable. Uh, mm. I love the word efficient. Right. Power mm, is great word. is. Mm. And not just efficient because you've learned how to like do some tricks or, or you've learned how yeah. to be efficient, but, but, you know, people don't get efficient until they do have surplus. This is what's really interesting. It's like with money. It's like people don't get really good with money until they have a little bit extra of it and they have a little bit of space to think about their money. I know that when I'm poor, <laughs> I don't have the surplus energy even to think about how I'm spending. I, like I make worse choices. Yeah, that's interesting. And I start yeah. throwing my limited money against the wall for whatever I need. I, oh, I need this food or I, maybe I just need some pleasure. So I spend my money back. That's it. There's a feeling of lack. So you try to compensate. There's a feeling of that's yeah. a perfect way. So you, yeah, you yeah. surmised it perfectly. Yeah. You're trying to fill that sense of lack. So you're kind of throwing your limited resources uh, I'm just going to go get some pleasure food. I'm going to go watch that movie. I'm going to go right. get, because I feel this lack. But then suddenly once you don't feel the lack and you have a little bit of surplus, you're like, oh, I don't need this money to fill this lack. Now I can think about how to use it more effectively and efficiently. Maybe I'll put right. some of it aside. Maybe I'll use it smartly. But your energy is the same thing. It's a certain kind of currency like money is. Oh, of course. And then yeah, once absolutely. you're not using it to fill that sense of lack or, or come from that sense of lack, then you can get more efficient with it. And when you're more efficient, you are more sustainable. Yep. And once you realize you can be more efficient, more sustainable, then you get more confident and the whole thing builds, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you start to, you start to see and work with life in a whole different way. That's the beauty of it. Yes. You know, when you're coming from power. And again, too, I think, I, think, I think you can sense the inspiration that goes on in there. You can inspire yourself in that weird way, too, right? To get in touch with, with this deeper sense of yourself is, is to get in touch with a deeper sense of your potential. And that's inspiring. 
you know? Just just to revisit the value, why, why are we talking about this? Because, yeah. because asking yourself, first of all, power versus force is so tiny, you can carry it with you in your pocket, right? right. You can't forget it, and, and that's, that's why. I mean, it doesn't take all this depth to remember power versus force. And you can remember it and you can just ask yourself, like we said, it, it's an invitation to ask yourself, which am I using? Right. Or it's an invitation to step back and say, I understand that I'm trying to force something. Maybe if I sit back for a moment and try to find some power or, or ask myself where I could find some power, then maybe whatever I'm trying to make happen Maybe stepping back, the, the backward step, as we've talked about before, yeah, right? Yeah, the backward yeah, yeah. step can yield the forward step. You know, it is a step to sit back with your kids if you're trying to force behavior on them. Right. To sit back and say, okay, how can I come to them from a place that will influence them in a way where they want to follow, where, where they understand it's in their best interest to follow? Right. Because they sense my confidence. They sense my abundance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really think that that's the value. You know, can you follow through? Can you lead? Right? Can you not wear yourself out in life? If, if, if you've made it this far in this video, you're saying, okay, David and Adrian, I bought in. Power versus okay. force. I want power. Right. How right. do I get power versus force? Where do I start? You know, let me, I just want to say this. This is very specific, but, um, you know, when it comes to parenting, and actually this is true about any relationships, right, David? consistency is the key and this is the thing like so if you're trying to show your child something as an example to be consistent in whatever it is like say you have chores now this is an important thing you need to learn responsibility blah 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 so we're going to give you these chores if you don't by the way they're not going to want to do them <laughs> right i mean maybe they'll be really into it for the first week but then you know they're just gonna so the point is though that you are there consistently to make sure that they are consistent right all of this consistency yeah. requires a certain degree of power yes you, you understand what i'm saying you can't force that really i mean you can actually i shouldn't say that but but it, that again uh, will lead to to that to the resistance right but if you're there and you're like and you're there for your child this isn't about pushing your will. This is about understanding what they need and you're there and you consistently are there for them. Then they can learn this consistency, right? This is the same thing with a relationship. Like if you're consistently there for your, for your partner, consistency builds trust, right? This is a very, yeah. but we cannot maintain force like that. You know, you can't be consistent with force. You can't. It's, it's not too sporadic. It's not sustainable, yeah. and it's too sporadic. The way that you do it, and this is this is part of the power of power, right? I mean, this is part of what and and understanding that that is an important element. That that in order for you to achieve anything, honestly, David, for us to do this show, we need to be consistent, right? In order for us yeah, to do, yeah. if we try to force this show over and over and over again, we're going to peter out. I think we know that too. Yeah. I think you know. So, so we <laughs> it have comes to up. It comes up. It comes up, yeah. up exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. We have to get in touch with our power, though. Like something deeper. Something deeper. I I, I have. You were talking about the what, the how, and the who, <laughs> and yeah. I always talk about the what, the how, and the why. Right. Yes. You're, like having right. a very compelling why. That isn't just about, let me get this kid to do this thing in this moment. or Let me get my spouse. Let me just shove this through at work because it's got to be done. Right. It's like, why do I have a kid? 
I don't. I didn't have a kid to force them to get their pajamas on at night. I had a kid <laughs> right. to, to experience parenthood and to raise a human being, and well, that's a slightly elevating your why, and that yeah. reminds you that you would rather approach that child with power than force. I think too. Um opening yourself to the reality of the fact that force doesn't work. This is, that's, again, it's like the counterintuitive or, or the counter-inspiring. Yeah. Like, you know, acknowledging the fact that you force plenty of things and every time you do it, it it's a short-term game maybe, like we've talked about, but, but long run, it never works. It never works out. Whether it's how you treat your partner or your child, or whether it's the diet plan as the, you know, the typical uh, example, right? It just doesn't work out. So then when you realize that, and you realize that you're using force, it, then you can be inspired to start looking for something else. If that makes any sense, right? I, I love that. Because it, 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 yeah. it's so simple. Just, yeah. just remind you, just look everywhere you've used force and how it now requires you to go back and use more force. Yeah. I really think for for anyone who has kids, I mean, maybe a lot of people watching this don't have kids, but if you have kids, it is the clearest example I can think oh, of yeah. in life, is that if I force my kids to brush their teeth, right, the next night I'm going to have to use twice as much force. And then the next night I'm going to have to use three times as much force. And they're going to hate brushing it, and they're going to get to hate it more and more. So I'm going to have to force them more and more. So it's not even that it doesn't work. It just makes things worse <laughs> over time. Yeah. And, yeah. and I see this so much in, in, in parents. In fact, I'm, gonna, I'm giving a, a parenting talk in a few days, and I think power versus force is going to be my topic. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that we're having this conversation, it's like, wow, this is it just because it brings up so much. But, but you watch different parents, and you watch yourself as a parent, and you see yeah. where you're forcing, where other people are forcing, and you watch the results. And those kids are unmanageable. And then you watch other people come up or, or the teacher of the class come up with very little effort and just hold the room. Right. And you, it's just a, such a clear example. But, but it's true in, in business. It's true in making our videos. It's true in your relationship sure. with your spouse or your boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend or whoever. Right. I, I have seen this. This is part of why I say, like I use that first, like to, to notice the failing, the shortcomings of, of force, because it was certainly my, I'm a high energy guy, right? I, I, you know, and so force came natural in a way. And I, I think I've talked about this already before, right? I could talk over my wife. I could, I could mm -hmm. try to convince her and I'm really good at convincing and, and, and making the arguments. And, but what I would, but what I noticed, I mean, it took me, it only took me 10 years to notice it, but, but, <laughs> that's, it. but that's it. Well, that's it. Hey, at least I noticed, I, you know, that <laughs> I was still, that I would have to make the argument again and again and again, because it wasn't working. Because it wasn't yes. working. I wasn't convincing yes. her in the long term. I could convince her for that minute, but then anyway, so once I really started to realize that, I started to go, gosh, I got to find another way. I love this woman. I love this relationship. This is not gonna stay good, right? I mean, this is pretty obvious. So what was the first step? It was the backward step. It was the be quiet for yeah. once for me. That was a big thing. Now, here's the thing. This is really important uh, because you may be the quiet one. So then that might mean for you, the person listening, that you need to talk. So just because I say be quiet, it may not be the, may not be the answer for you, but it's usually the counterintuitive thing. Now, whatever you're doing, right? needs to be backed up a bit 
<laughs> and try something else, right? So for me, it was be quiet. Don't walk all over. Give it some space. Give it some time. My relationship blossomed, you know, and we're still blossoming in that because I was, it's still my natural tendency and it's still her natural tendency, right? But by seeing that force wasn't working, that was definitely effective for me. Because I could, and I, then once I saw that, then I opened, I saw the pain I would inflicted sometimes on my wife, David. That was more motivating again, though. It was like, oh, God, that's not what I want to do, you know? This force stuff I, is just not working. <laughs> Go ahead. There's a word you used that jumped out at me. <clears throat> um, that word was convince. Mm. I tried to convince my wife, but then, but, and maybe I convinced her in the short term, but then not in the long term. So I had to go back and try to reconvince and reconvince. Right. Well, you know, you can convince someone of, of several different things. You can convince them you're right, maybe just for a moment, but maybe you just convince them that it's not worth fighting you at the moment too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, That's probably but all you likely. do is convince them that they just don't want to play force with you. So yeah. they go along, but they're not truly convinced. They're not That's truly it. influenced because you used force. And I love that. They're if you have to keep making the same argument over and over again, it's a good sign that there's force being used. Very practical. I want to wrap this little thing up, this little example with my wife, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what ended up happening too that's really beautiful. And I think, well, I've noticed it before, but I'm just feeling it right now as we're talking about it, right? You know what happened, David, is I inspired my wife. Because she started yes. noticing yes. that I wasn't doing that so much anymore, right? That I was backing up a little. I was quieter. I was giving her space. I was giving her the opportunity to express. I would give her the time because my wife needs time to process. Like, I'm quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to say what I want to say. And, and I expect yeah. that from you, you know. But it inspired her because she realized, wow, my husband is actually changing here a little bit, <laughs> right? And that, wow, maybe I should join in with this, you know, yeah. maybe I can be a little different here and I can actually voice my feelings a little more because he's giving me the space to do it. That that's just an example of how power inspires too, you know. Well, and and it 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 first it sounds counterintuitive to think about being quiet as being powerful, but for you, if your nature is to just throw it out there, it yeah. requires you have some surplus. It requires you you right because you have to have a little extra a to change level. it. Yeah. yeah, to change your behavior. And then sitting in silence can be very powerful. Yeah, it can. I mean, even just on a really practical, on-the-ground level, if you're negotiating with somebody and somebody's coming at you with something and, and you're not really into it, I mean, if you just fight back, like sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes just sitting there and not saying anything is the most powerful thing you can do in a negotiation. Oh, because oh, yeah. then somebody's like, because it just shows that, that, well, maybe you don't need to respond, or, or maybe it's not you're not ready to respond yet, and that puts you in a in a position of power. I mean, that's a really grounded kind of adversarial thing I'm talking about, but it's I love it's it. True. It's a great example. Yeah, we've all been it's just there. A different, we know that. Yeah, yeah, it's just all a different level. But I think that that you showed more power than forced your wife by by just being able to maintain you being quiet because that takes additional energy for you to change your yeah. nature for a moment That's right. and to change your your impulse and it shows that there's more power and all of a sudden that power the power is what influences the how is what influences yes it's not the right. words you use it's not the topic you're trying to convince them of right, right? It, it's it's how it is presented it's how it's delivered and all of that depends on what's really in you and where you're really coming from the who I, the who the who the who changed in me a bit who I was, yeah. 
right? I don't think you can you can fake power very well. You know, people say fake it till you make it, and I don't know that that power is a thing that you really have to nurture and and build in yourself. Yeah. And I I really think that it does take thinking in terms of giving yourself some surplus, giving yourself some space, getting not getting quiet maybe when you're talking to another person, but just getting quiet from the business in your head just to ask the question, am I using right. power versus force? That's right. That's right. Right. And that's why Say this, that again, this... David. I think that was a really, can you, can you, because I think that this was a bring it home moment there and I'm not, I, I, I don't want to rush it. Do you remember what you just said? Can you say it again? <laughs> kind of. Um, I just talked about <laughs> I just talked about getting quiet, but I don't, it doesn't mean getting quiet in front of the other person. It means getting quiet in yourself long enough to have space to ask yourself the question honestly. Yeah. Is this power versus force? And if it is force, okay, how can I find my power? Where does my power come from? Or, or, or where? Yeah, how do I develop this? Maybe I need to step back until I can come and approach this with some power. Right. Maybe it's time to take a backward step, which and takes build power. Some surplus. By the way, because right, yes. because to to have trust enough to step yeah. away from something, whether it's a business negotiation, you know, something going on with your child or your partner, as we've been talking about a lot, whatever that is, to be able to say, well, you know what, we need some space here. Step away takes power. Because there's fear, the fear that that the FOMO, right? Yes. right? The fear of missing out, right? Like, like yes. you, you know, you can't let it go. You can't let it lie. That you know, that's here's force. A, here's a way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, uh, force needs and wants. Power mm. does not. That's right. Force needs an outcome. Power right. does not. Power knows it's going to be okay either way. Yes. I love that. That's a beautiful moment right there. I do think it's kind of a mindset question. Mm -hmm. It is a how versus what. It's like how you're doing what you're doing sure. versus what you're doing. And, and so, you know, do you have anger? Do you feel weak? You know, these are questions you can ask yourself. Right. And I think that, that if you can shift a sense of, of wanting to get a result to something like, I'm just curious about what's happening. I'm curious about what you think. I'm curious about what you really want. Or I'm curious about how you're reading what, I, what I'm asking for. Right? Just anything like, um, I, I think those are all just different lenses that you can look through. But the lens is what tends to make the difference between power versus force. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Perspective. Another right? way to say it, right? The perspective you're taking. Yeah, it's the, it's the, uh, there, there's endless perspectives in front of you. you. You can choose. You can ask any question. I want my kid to brush their teeth, okay? Okay, so so there you go. You can look at that in a hundred different ways. Yeah. They Their teeth need to be clean. That's what's most important. No, I want to foster their independence. No, that's what's important. No, I need to, I need to practice ways to influence positive behavior in my kids because I want to grow as a parent. There's a whole other, there's a whole other lens. There's a million lenses you can look through. Right. Right. But the lens you choose often defines whether you can come to a subject with power or force. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it might sound non-practical right that might sound but it, it you can just ask yourself you know what what lens is am i really looking through i want to back up and, yeah. and and emphasize curiosity again because that's something i talk about a real lot when i'm working with people because it has yeah. a natural energy to it 
when you're curious, right? Who hasn't fallen down the rabbit hole of the internet? Like you find something, right? But, and you're up till two in the morning. How the hell did this happen? Because you got curious, right? You're like, wow, what is it? Well, and then you follow the whole trail of it. You know, it, it just breeds energy. How could you be, you, nothing else could have kept you up to two in the morning. You know, that moment, it right? It breeds energy. It breeds energy naturally. There are naturally. mindsets. Yes. Naturally, there are mindsets that breed energy naturally. That's important, yeah. Right? This is what I call energy. Like, what energy are you in? What energy are you experiencing? What energy lens are you, or what energetic lens are you looking through? If you're looking through anger, you're spending more energy than you're making. Right. Curiosity is is creating more energy than you have space to do with it. Because, <laughs> like you said, it just keeps dragging you down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I can. And it's, one comes with power. Right. Right? Well, Curiosity I'm, is very powerful. It is. I it recommend it a lot. It's like if people want a prescription, I'll be like, I prescribe curiosity. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And what, excuse me, get curious about the difference between power and force. It'll be very illuminative. I mean, you know, the more, the more, if, if, hopefully this sparks some of that, right? And you can start looking for it in your life. You'll find, because you're looking, the difference. That, that's what's useful yeah. about pointing this out, right, David? Because it's, it is a little uh, difficult to talk about like what power actually is. And it's a very ineffable quality, this power thing. But if you're looking for it, you will find it. That's what I hope people get from this conversation is to start to get curious and start looking. It'll start making more and more sense to you as you look. Does that make any sense to you, I David? Yeah, I call back to my my system, the energy equation. Yeah. And so, uh, and and I simplify it to three things. You know, there's a what, there's a how, and there's a why. In each of these three things can be elevated, and the more you elevate them, the more you're working from a place of power. Right. The higher goal you serve, the higher why you're serving, the higher the why, the more power it comes with. That's right. Right. The, the higher the lens you're looking through or the more elevated curiosity, you know, obviously comes with its own power. Flow state is different than hustling. That's right. Right. That's a how question. It is. Right. So, okay, what, what nurtures flow state? You can start thinking in those terms. That's a practical way just to start thinking about how to find your power. Right. Right. And just what, what is the simple one? It's just like, well, eat and sleep and take care of yourself, <laughs> right. you know? Right. Or, or else, or else where's the raw well, energy going to come but, from? but I mean, we overlook it a lot. We do as human beings. Well, we, we can really it's hard to do. Simple it. is not easy. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Simple is that's not right. easy. That's right. But it, but it's just all about little steps in each one. Just keep taking care. They all feed back on each they other. And, and that's how you can find your power. Power versus force. Right. It is about intention. Yep. Right? Yep. It, it is about mindset and... And it's about the, uh, how much lack are you coming from? Yeah. How badly do you want or need the outcome? You know, another, another. I guarantee you, if, if you need it too much, you're going to force. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And again, where does that need come from? It comes from a, sack, a sense of lack. You know, yes. you're feeling. A sack of lack. Sack I like how you almost said it. <laughs> sack of lack. A sack of lack. That's, that's, a... that's my new band name. Sack of lack. Or at least an album. <laughs> I, yeah. David Peters. Sack, sack of lack. lack. 12 Actually, cuts. that might be really good for the new album. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to use that. You're welcome. Anyway, so. <laughs> no, but it does. It comes from that. And, and, you know, to notice it is not to judge it. That's an important nuance, too. And that's actually what I want to talk about. Again, I want to back 
pedal on or back up again onto something that's really important, nuance. That's what you're looking for. Force, force um, ignores nuance. You know, it really does. Power is all about nuance. You know, I, I like to say this, like, there's no such thing as a little thing. Little things matter. You know, yeah. little things matter. Somebody can say the silliest little thing to you, and if it's the wrong day, the wrong, and it, it could just set you off, right? When you were a child, one, somebody called you stupid, and it stayed with you all your life. Simple little thing. It's not so little. Right? I mean, it can be big. It's, it's not little. Yeah, there's no such thing. But, but in your power, you can afford nuance. That's, That's what it. power gives you. That's right. That you can afford nuance. And nuance is very important. It is. And anger, think about anger is the absence of nuance. Absolutely. You can't, because, you know, anger is trying to get something done with brute force. And so it needs to see the world in black and white to harness those resources to use the hammer of anger. Right. Right, you don't use a hammer on something that's delicate and that's nuanced, it. right? You right. use a hammer when you need to drive something in. And so what the brain does in anger is it simplifies everything into a binary. Good guys, bad that's guys, right. you know, uh, uh, us versus them, me versus you, right? There's no nuance. That's why it's force. Or when you need it so badly, it's, it's either I get it and I live or I don't get it and I die or... Or my life is what I want it to be versus what I what I a life I love versus a life I hate. That's a set need. Yeah. That's force land, that right? Great. Right. <laughs> and but when you're in your power, you can afford nuance, and and being able to afford nuance opens up a whole world of possibility. Yeah. That not only you'll appreciate, but everyone else will appreciate in you as well. I, yes. Amen. You know, I remember this is just another personal story that. You know, I've been a contractor all my life, and there was a, I, I fought that, like I hated it probably, again, for, I don't know, about 10 years, but seven, eight years, like I just wanted to be something more. I always thought of myself as something different, you know? And so here I am, seven, eight years later, I'm still a contractor, and I used to fight it. I used to fight it because I thought it defined me, right? When I started to do this inner work and I realized it didn't define me and that, hey, how about I shift my energy on this? How about I, instead of, instead of finding all my worth or not worth from this thing, I just try to enjoy it because there were things about it I enjoyed, right? And I shifted my perspective from lack to acceptance even, right? We know acceptance is a higher level, mm -hmm. obviously, right? Everything yep, began yep. to shift. Next thing I know, I started to enjoy my job more. I started to make way more money, funny enough, too, right? Because I started to Isn't embrace it, right? I mean, I started, and, and yes. everything, the jobs I got were better. All of that shifted. Mm -hmm. I became much more uh, enjoyable to be around, especially for my family, right? Because I used to come home and be miserable all the time. It was, I was just hated it, and I uh, doing what I hate, you know? That was my attitude, right? There's a personal story, though, of shifting that perspective. And it was a slow shift from force to power. It was a slow one, sure. but, but once I started to open to that and realize again, I think it, it began by me seeing this is not serving me. <laughs> this attitude I had for this, this is what I'm doing right now. How about I just accept it? How about I just open myself to what it has to offer? You know, yeah. That was a very similar story to what happened to me actually when I decided to go into coaching. Yeah. I had just had the worst year, like I, I just, you know, I, I moved around a lot, so it was hard to keep a clientele, you know, I, I ran a studio, you know, I still run a studio, there's still a studio here, yeah. and, and um, 
and uh, I had the worst year of my life. Like I just made just barely any money. Yeah. And I had a baby on the way and all these things. And I looked at my career in music and I thought, wow, I felt like I was going here. But the reality is I'm here like because I had this bad year mm -hmm. and I, I felt a bit resentful about that. And then and then I so I was trying to force new work. I was trying to force myself into projects and, and it just I wasn't getting anywhere. And then I, I kind of said, you know what, this is a dead thing. It's dead. And I, and I woke up to coaching, actually. That's when I started waking up like, actually, I'm really excited about this thing. And for, that was like a land of possibility. And what I learned, and I learned about these different energetic lenses. I learned about power versus force. I learned about all these things. Yeah. But then it started seeping into my studio stuff in the background. So my plan was to shut down the studio and go into coaching. But what happened? My, I just started bringing power into the studio. Yeah. And what happened? My business tripled and the studio became so overwhelming. It was hard for me to make space for coaching. <laughs> I tripled what I had ever made in one year and my clients were happier and they were better projects. Yeah. And I was enjoying myself instead of resenting where I yeah. was. And, and it, it was really, a, it was really just a shift in, in a sense of lack to a sense of it's fine either way. It's okay. I got power. I just, hey, this is something I do. I, I love doing yeah, this right. work, you know? And it all just came from the lens I was looking through. and But it helped everything on the ground. Yeah. Because I started working with power instead of force. That's it. Yep. Changed everything. Changed everything. Yep. And that subtle so, little nuance, you know, that little shift. Yeah. That little shift. You know, I like to use examples like... That you know, you, you can see these little how how there's no such thing as a little thing. Like these little things make a big difference. The difference between somebody hearing you, as opposed to the difference between somebody listening to you, right? Huge difference, right? Yeah, yeah. Another one I love to use is you know the difference between living on the planet Earth or living in the planet Earth. Like you know, when you're on the planet Earth, it's like a, it's oh, like an object, yeah. you know. But when you live in the planet yeah. Earth, or even maybe even deeper from the planet Earth, your whole perspective shifts just from changing one silly little word in a sentence. It can literally be that, right? Uh -huh. I mean, if you live from that space of I live on the planet Earth from I, or I live on the planet Earth to I live in the planet Earth or I live from the planet Earth, you know, it completely shifts it. Your relationship to this thing that we depend on 100%, <laughs> you know, right? And that's the power of power versus force. What a great summation. I love that. It's one small word, but behind that word is a whole different yes, reality. Right. And so we just want to share it. We want to share it with you. Right? Well, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did so, enjoy um, it, leave a comment. <laughs> or a like. Consider. Or subscribe yeah, to the channel. Yeah, consider liking. Uh, consider sharing yeah. uh, all these things. <laughs>